right, let's go. What episode is this? Six. 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 Woo, we're getting up there. It's uh, Inglesin Barreras. We're going. Oh, no, wait. That's the opposite. Sure. With uh, Rosetta Stone. You say so. <laughs> Whatever he says. That's what I'm going to go with. You know, I, I got zero action I'm, until I'm, I, I, I say. Spiffy, translate for me. <laughs> I got zero action until I got to say something that's in Spanish. Exactly. Like, Inglesin Barreras. Like oh shit oh, he rolled shit. he rolled them ours that he Guatemala <laughs> <laughs> right just a second but it's episode six y'all the Mickey D's podcast yes sir we are fresh off the Mickey D's show man just, yeah uh real quick in case you forgot you're just tuning in I am Mickey War Danger Zone DJ Rel and uh thanks for tuning in brought to you by DJ City mm-hmm. although. Not all of our opinions and uh, discussions reflect the company. No, right. that is that true. Career. We'll say that. Disclaimer. We'll say that. Yeah. A little disclaimer before we get started. Yeah, but individual. How opinions. we feeling, y'all? Good. Um, I'm still feeling the uh, the vibes from last night. Full of vibes. While she fires a set on the Mickey D show, I mean his set was dope. He really um, showed his age in a set, uh, but it was a conversation that really um, I think uh, really got our attention. And was captivating. He he flipped it on us. He wanted to have the uh, the uh, question part of the uh, set. Yeah, we right really, off the bat, we really threw him. Like we're like, no, no, no. We'll ask questions. He's like, nah, nah. Let's we get into talk it. About it now. Normally, right now. we do the questions at the end. In old Mickey D's days, we right. would do the questions in the middle. But he wanted to uh, get, and we actually that kind of we went back to the original format. To we, the format, we, yeah, a little bit. He just wanted a discussion. He just wanted to talk. He wanted to talk DJ stuff. He wanted to talk um, Caribbean stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, one of the main things that he stressed was mic control, right? And how DJs have to connect with the audience; they have to connect with the crowd, and um, it's such a big part. And another another part of that conversation was when he goes out, he doesn't hear a lot of a lot of DJs using the mic to connect with the crowd. And um, I mean, I had an issue, uh, a situation that connected with that conversation in um, Boston. Um, so Saturday night I did memoir mm-hmm. new club um, inside a new encore in uh, in Boston and it's kind of crazy I don't know if you guys haven't seen pictures yet It's it looks like they literally picked up the encore casino and dropped it in Boston encore the encore casino in Vegas okay. I saw your videos and I was like Bro, you're in Vegas. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly like stop lying to us. You're in Vegas. Shit, yeah. And then I also, you know, I was also telling Mike, I said, there, you know, you gotta think about it. In outside of Vegas, in the rest of America, there is nothing like a Vegas casino resort. Yeah. There's a lot of casinos and mm-hmm. they look like whatever. So this is a, a very unique and special situation where it looks just like a Vegas property. Well, in Macau, there's like a whole out in America, uh, in America, yeah. But in True. in Macau, yeah, Ma- in Macau, it's even it even. Lo- I I did one club in Macau, and it looks even better than what you're seeing in Vegas. Like the yeah. money they put into it, right? And and even um Sydney uh has has a uh, uh, at least one casino I've been in where it looks just as good, if not better, mm. in Vegas. But yeah, in America, you're not going to get anything like what you see in Vegas. So right, True. so back to memoir. Um, you know, we have sound checks and of course sound check the music. I didn't check the mic because I because I know shout out to Big Night Entertainment. This company always has their T's crossed and their eyes their eyes dotted and they just everything's taken care of. DJs know what they have to do. Everyone is just on the same page. So I just said, All right, you know, it's fine, I won't need to check the mic. So 
I realized that their opener wasn't their normal, wasn't a, one of the regular openers. It mm. was a, another guy that was given the opportunity to do his thing. And um, again, I should have checked the mics yeah. just to make sure we were good. And I didn't think, this is the second time I've actually done this, so shame on me. But I didn't think to check the mic until I dropped my intro. I was like, oh shit, I need the mic because when we get on after our intro, it's go time. Yeah. Get the crowd pumped, especially like whether you're doing a pure hip hop set mm-hmm. uh, or whether you're doing a EDM uh, set off the bat. Connect with the crowd, right? Yeah. So I grab the mic during the intro. I'm checking and nothing's coming out. Battery, everything is just, and I'm just like, I told the guy, um, the point of contact, I said, yo, something's wrong with the mic. It took 15, about 10 to 15 minutes for for us to, to get the mics to work. And throughout that whole process, I'm like, I need a mic. I need to connect with these people. I need yeah. to talk to them. And, and it's like, there's just such a disconnect, even though they're singing along. Yeah. They're, they're, they're with everything I'm doing, but it still feels like there's a disconnect. Yeah. So for 10, 15 minutes, I felt naked. Mm-hmm. I felt out of place. And But once I got the mic, we were all on the same page. And it's crazy because once I got the mic, people were turning around and looking at me like, oh, there's a DJ here. Oh, oh, there's someone playing the music. Like, And it's in, and even in that moment, I'm like, that's crazy. They know there's a DJ here. They know right. someone's playing the music, but they're right. looking at me like, oh, wow, he's back there. Like, where else would I be? There's a big ass screen and, and you know, stage. Like, where else would I, would I be? So, um, and that goes back to me. Yeah. being responsible like i'm not even trying to throw the club under the bus this goes this to me that's what sound checks for that's this always goes exactly. back to the dj and or the dj's manager whoever's setting up the laptop and mic or whatever sound check make sure your shit works and then right before you get on sound check again you know you got to think at a higher level and you know safe to say i wasn't thinking like that i had other things on my mind obviously connected to the set but yeah again very crucial to have the mic and make sure it works. No, absolutely. I agree with you, man. Because even in my scenario, you know, being being originally from New York, that was an East Coast thing. Like, yeah. It, it, right. Everybody was on the mic. And, I, and I, I was trying to ask you guys to see if he, when he was telling his story about how he would hear DJs do a whole set and never touch the mic, I wanted to know where, what where? city he was at. Yeah. Was he yeah. mostly in L.A.? If if it was in Miami, being that you know he's right. from Miami, or right. you know what I mean, or was it in New York that he spent time in New York? Because that's a huge East Coast thing. Like right. DJs out on the East Coast are known to be on the mic more than anything. Right. And I think coming up for me, it was like I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, I didn't want to. I it, there was times where it was good. Don't get me wrong. Like guys on the mic murdered it, and it was just like yo, their mic presence is stupid. Right. But there was times where it was annoying as fuck. Yeah, and I've experienced that more than when it was good. So yeah. it, it always came to me. For me, it always a, was a personal thing when I got into DJing, moving to LA and stuff. Like I was like, I'm not trying to be on. I don't want to be on the mic that much. I rather let right. my let the music speak to them, let the thing talk to them. But you're right. It makes such a good like it, it's necessary. Like you you can't connect with your crowd if you don't at least what he said at least say hi. Introduce yourself yeah, right. and say thanks for coming. Right. If you, you can't, if you don't say the least those three things, right. people don't know who the hell you are. Um, so I had a scenario where, um, like I said, I don't get on the mic. I mean, now I'm more vocal. I'm I use the mic more than anything. And within the last maybe year, year and a half, yeah. I've I've used the mic more than yeah. any time in my whole DJ career. Um, 
But this happened a, a little while ago where um, I was DJing with one of my boys. Uh, shout out to DJ uh, Tendaji Lathan. And um, we were going back and forth and we were doing the spot and we had it rocking. We had it rocking. He was doing most of the mic work. And um, I was getting on there, boom, 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 and bodied it. He called me the next day and he was like, yo, you bodied that shit. Like he was praising me and everything. And he said, but you got to get on the mic more, bro. You got to yeah. sharpen your tool. He says, if you sharpen your tool on the mic, right. you will probably be one, if not the best DJ in this city right now. Um, he said, because your hands are stupid. You know, a lot of cats can't touch you with your hands wise. Um, but he was like, you can get on the mic and sharpen that tool. You can get it. And from there, like, it stuck with me. When the OG is telling you that right. and he's praising you and I was like, oh, man, you know what? You, you, you're right, man. So when he was saying that, I was like, man, you can't be any more right. I was like, because now when I, like you said, when you, when you get on the mic and you just say the smallest things and you get that connection, it's, it just enhances your set that much more. Right. It just brings your, your, your set to the next level. So, he it, it it resonated a lot with me when he was talking about yeah. like your mic presence and stuff like that. Yeah, I just want to take a second and let everybody know how important the mic is. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we haven't if stressed you, that enough yet, no, if you, <laughs> no, if you haven't caught how that the value of mic. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> just you know, entendre of words. Here we go. <laughs> no, um, no, I, I mean obviously, like I I agree with you guys. I think we all kind of grew up around the same time um, in our DJ careers yeah. and the culture that it was in LA and it was so heavy on blending. And I think that also had to do with the style of music that was popular at yeah. the time. Yeah. Because now with hip hop becoming such a dominant part of many of our sets or many parts of just top 40 culture, you know, it's different now. And there's a lot of blend holding and EDM was super popular when it was. And now it's different because you kind of have to walk people through the stages and energy. And, you know, I love what Walshie had to say when he was like kind of temp checking his crowd, mm -hmm. where it's like, if you're 25 <laughs> and older, like, you know, this record, whatever, whatever, yeah. you know, um, you knew this record and, or go to the bathroom if you don't know this, this record. record right. Exactly. And that's, that to me really resonated with me because it's like, damn, now you really get this like census of who is Isn't out in the there, crowd exactly right and um i was also talking about shout out to dj franza man like honestly like friends franny has like his sunday nights and and he's at dre's more than once a, mm -hmm. a week okay but mm -hmm. he just bro he knows that room he knows that space and while she even calling you know the ogs really it's a lost art yeah. and you know, Franzen is out here like like you said, remixing records on on live. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean, putting in his own flavor. Mm -hmm. You know, um, connecting with the crowd and just really like you know, lobbing you the the greatest parts of your night. Yeah. You know, one of the standout moments for me, and it wasn't even like you know to say the the biggest part of the night, but when he he's like, yo, if you were if you're 25 and younger, you were in middle school when. It, uh, this record came out and then he plays Go Hard in the Paint and I'm like damn like, I remember that, that old like, I'm like yeah. you know what I mean but it, it, it resonates with you even if you weren't in the club like that moment that record yeah. resonates with with everything else you know I was a huge Nelly fan at the time yeah. Dane used to give me shit about it because it was poppy 
But I mean, yeah. he'd be like, yo, here's a, I think you bought me a Vocal tank top so I could be all up in this joint. <laughs> for, your for your birthday or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah you bought me yeah. a Vocal t-shirt. I oh, remember shit. that. Yeah. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? So, I did like you back then. But anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, and th- those were those things like, you know, I remember those moments. So, you know, when Nelly record comes on, I saw him perform, you know, not too long ago. And I'm just like, man, these are all bangers. You know, yeah. like, the catalog oh, is, is right and it helps connect with you hence connecting with the crowd so um even more important now you know it's be it being a lost art there's not a lot of resources other than like you know youtube or or going out on the east coast mm-hmm. maybe you know because i i can't remember the last time i went out on the east coast and like being able to like study or listen to people get on the mic and i'm sure there's guys that kill it yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. so for me the reference has been you know like a friends in or um just like even now and this is the tricky part. And, and I say this respectfully, right? There's there's this new generation coming in. Mm-hmm. And um, there are guys that kill it on the mic out here in LA. And they have their style, yeah. right? And everybody has their style. But there also comes, comes this like dangerous, I think, like space where you're going to rely on that so heavy that the actual technical skill part isn't as important and yeah. you'll never get to it. And it becomes a right? crutch. You're too busy, mm-hmm. right? Because now it's just literally get on the mic, play the song. Yeah. Get on the mic, play the song. There's no mixing, there's no blending, there's yeah. nothing. It's just, you're just controlling, you know, an iPod. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you could do the same damn thing and just between two channels and talking. Yeah. Which, hey, if you rock the crowd, all love, all yeah. good. But there's really a difference in that skill and art and being able to do it at the same time because yeah. i remember for a long time I'm, i mean i almost felt sometimes like it'd be an excuse like no nah, man there's so much shit i'm doing, I'm doing with my exactly. hands like exactly. how, how am i gonna lift a mic and do that and all this and then you know of course you start to learn and you, there's a technique and where you know do you put it in the pocket do you leave it on the side do you yeah. feel like there's different ways what to do you do, do? It? um i think i leave it i i do my pocket i'll put it in the pocket right or left left because i have pocket. my wallet in my right well you're lefty well, the pants I wear, I got the uh, the right pockets open. It doesn't button up, so it's just convenient. You know what? And Maybe it's time to create a mic holder. See, you know, you know who does <laughs> no, that's that? What, that's what Jazzy that? Jeff does, that's right? what Jazzy Jeff and, and the old Kid school Capri. guys, Kid Capri, Kid Capri, they have a they, mic stand. Also, they do a, a stand. It's yeah. a writer, yeah. In they the have stand. A mic and that stand. is convenient It's convenient as, as fuck. Bro, it's and so you convenient. You know what? Despite F6 in San Diego, they used to have one. And I, every time I pull up, I'm like, yo, where's the stand yeah, at? Yeah, you know, right. it was the so best. You know what I'm saying? Because theirs is not wireless. It's a yeah. wired mic, uh, so you can't put it in your back pocket. Yeah. Right. I put mine in my left because my okay, right pocket wired. has my wallet in yeah. it. Right? So I put it in my left. And like you said, it's just it's accessible. So you just pull it out, boom, say yeah. what you got to say and go about it. So now when I got to put it here, yeah. then I got everybody's drinks everywhere. And yeah. I got to move drinks and then move the mic over here. Yeah. And I'm like... That's where it becomes yeah. a pain in the ass. Well, in a dark club. In a like, dark club. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, where's the fucking mic at? Yeah. Yo? And I'm like, all right, man. So I think the mic stands is yeah. would be uh, uh, for all you promoters or any, <laughs> all you DJs that- Put it Stage in managers. Put it in writer, stage managers, know, anybody. A mic everybody. stand. Yo, you want a DJ to get on the mic a little bit more? Right. I think if you put a mic stand, a mic on a mic stand in right. front of them, where they don't, it's not in the way, but you know they can still get to it. Even if they have to lean a little off to the side, to talk on it, I think it will you go know, a long. You know way. what I want? I want one of the OG, uh, the the boxing joints where it comes from the oh, sky. Oh, it comes from the down. Yo, <laughs> yo, my brother KG uses one, man. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and then just let it go. So I was gonna ask you guys that, like, how do you think? Like, all right, so let's say, uh, I guess, um, a turntablist DJ, right? 
that wants to incorporate Mike. I mean, like someone like a, a Sprite or a Miles Medina or somebody that you know, like makes their own edits. Yeah. They're like, and with the attention span of today's crowd, right? The youth yeah. of today's crowd, especially when we're talking about hip hop. Um, and you gotta be in and out of tracks, right? Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Constantly just flying. Like, when do you find that pocket to talk on the mic? Yeah. I seen uh, recently, last was last week, uh, Miles Medina and Jay Espinosa. The 90s thing. Uh, the 90s thing. I yeah. went to go check them out. I had mad FOMO. That, um, I wish I was there, man, bro. Man, it was like Miles, well, they both bodied it. Yeah. yeah bodied yeah. it. And it, but it was two, it was two um, uh, aspects of of the spectrum, right? Okay. Miles on it does his thing. You know, you guys know what Miles does. He gets on, yeah. he bodies it. He does his thing. He's doing all his wordplay, his tone play shit. Um and he kills it. Then get on the mic. Now granted Dynamics was there and Dynamics would chime in on the mic and kind of do his yeah. thing on the mic. Right. And I think he just did that just to right. kind of like, you know, get the crowd more engaged into it. But right. the crowd was there. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, he didn't get on the mic and he didn't necessarily need Dynamics to do it. Dynamics just did it because he was there right. and helped out. Um, but then Jay Espinosa got on and Jay Espinosa opened his set on the mic. Like mm-hmm. he got on the mic, was like, yo, I wanted to make you feel like it was real 90s in here. So yeah. I brought some Tommy Hill figure cologne <laughs> and some like, you know what I mean? And he like no music was playing dead air and he was on the mic and he was yeah. con- like he was in the mic and he connected. He connected, he did a dope set. He had a dope, clean set. It wasn't like, you know, crazy wordplay or anything like that, but it was just he played dope music, pretty much what uh Walshy did last night. Yeah. It was just a dope, you know, he played good music and he got on the mic and he was talking to him. He yeah. was connecting with his crowd. So just to see those different elements is like, how does someone that's more of a turntablist incorporate the mic a little bit more? You know what I mean? Yeah. How do they find that spot without taking away from what they're doing on the turntables? Yeah. I think that's, I think that is probably a difficult thing for those kind of guys. Yeah. You know I think mean? you, you want to show your personality. I think the most of the mic, I think, like anything else in this world because everything's so instant and like there's no real connection to anything anymore like you lose right like you could listen to a record that you're like yo that shit's hot by next week you're like over it yeah right so i think now more than ever you just got to be able to connect to your crowd and yeah. that that goes for djs or just any business or human being like i think most successful businesses today have a face yeah elon musk and tesla yeah Virgil Abloh and Off-White exactly. or Louis Vuitton, right? Like, yeah. you got to have a connection to somebody. And I think as a DJ, more than ever, you have a responsibility to your brand mm-hmm. to have some sort of a personality. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There's dudes that murder it without saying a word, right? And we we all understand that. Um, but I think to some level, like, at the end of the day, at any party, I think we have to remember that this is a joint venture, yeah, we're in this together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, if a DJ who gets busy with his hands and does a lot of stuff, I think at the same time, given the circumstance or the level of the party, like somebody should step up and be on the mic. There's parties like that all the time, yeah, where dudes will step up. You know, I've walked into rooms and been in the same room, and sometimes you're you're kind of either on the island by yourself, and there could be people who want you to crash and burn so you don't come back. Yeah, right. Like, I'm sure we've all felt that oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah, some yeah, level. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's times where people want to see you win and they're going to jump on and make sure you you got yeah. your shit together. Yeah. yeah. You know, shout out to Paris and Snapback. Like, yeah. there's always, if you're not on the mic, cool. They'll read that and they'll get on because yeah, they understand that this yeah. is a, a team effort to kill tonight because it represents the, the venue and the party and the energy. Yeah. And then there's other nights where you walk into it and you're, you're on your own. 
Yep. If you pick up the mic or you don't, that's on you. Yeah. You know, and and, and you know, you just gotta kind of read the the circumstance. And um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a funny situation. Yeah, but definitely cool. always funny. sharpen sharpen your tools because it's it's necessary now yeah. more than ever. What I like to do is because uh, when I get into especially with hip hop, seventy BPM hip hop, mm-hmm. to me that's the sing along hour. Yeah. We're all we're all. I'm gonna play a bunch of shit you all know. And this is how this is where I feel like I'm at my peak in connecting with the crowd, the Bodak Yellows, the anything Cardi, anything Drake, Drake around that BPM. We all know the lyrics to it, okay? So I'm comfortable with the left CDJ when I scratch, so I like to use my right hand to cut on the crossfader. Mm -hmm. I'm getting more comfortable with having the mic in my right hand that's on the crossfader, okay? You got Mm -hmm. that visual? Mm -hmm. All right, so, so I never when I'm in that mode with all those sing-alongs, I am I always have the mic in my hand and I am in and out of songs, mm-hmm. eight bars, four bars, sixteen, yeah. whatever, in and out. So I always have that mic in my right hand and and for those that are having a hard time figuring out what to say and how to connect, you know the words to all these songs, yeah. you know right? We yeah. all know the like whether it's a Cardi song or whatever. Sing, sing them, the lyrics. Sing rap the lyrics. it. Not exactly. maybe not sing it, but yeah, rap the, rap the yeah, lyrics exactly. with them. Cut the volume. You know, whatever she says in Bodak Yellow, rap like that's like the easiest way to connect exactly. with people is like a Bodak Yellow song that everyone will turn up to, and you know the words to it. They know the words to it. That's like the easiest way to connect. So for guys that are really good with their hands and really aren't don't know what to say. That's my advice with that, but get used to having that mic in your in that right hand, and you know, do it for I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, and then get away from the mic yeah, for a little bit because you know you might turn off the promoter, you might turn some people off. They may say take the mic away from him. So it, I think it's about being in and out with the mic. Two situations connected to mic control um, had an impact on me in the past. One, doing shows with uh, LMFEO and watch how they controlled the mic and controlled mm-hmm. the crowd. And two, as the EDM era, well, well, also part of the EDM era was like the one, two, three, four, put your fucking hand, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like those were easy. That's to me, that's the equivalent to rapping a Cardi verse. Mm-hmm. It's just saying stuff like that or on the buildup, how you feeling out there? You know, just when, when there's no music, but it's just a buildup. Um uh, the second situation is as the EDM era was phasing out and I wanted to go out in Hollywood, everything was turning more hip hop mm-hmm. and I couldn't help but appreciate, notice all the above. When I will go to these hip hop spots, the mic control by these DJs was on point. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I entered into a whole new world and then I did the math. And I'm like, holy shit. It's not so much them just playing the music. Because let's just because hip hop clubs they have the most stubborn people agree uh, right especially when everyone wants to stay there look cool stunt no one wants to dance in Hollywood I don't know where it's like where you know our listeners are from it's more weed than Molly like let's just put it like that it's more weed than Molly the music isn't isn't exactly club friendly yeah so you're not really dancing you're just swaying you're enjoying it's just some shit you pull that you will put on in your car so. When I think I'm like, damn, these are some stubborn motherfuckers because mm-hmm. no one here is dancing with their hands up like the right. EDM stuff. So I take that into consideration and I, then I think, well, how do you get them to move? And then I see the MC, uh, the DJ handling the mic 
and he's handling it like a magician. He mm. is he is moving the crowd. The definition. He is moving the crowd. He's got everyone on the same page, and it's kind of like saying, "Yo, y'all motherfuckers are gonna listen to me, and I'm gonna guide you through this shit." Yeah. And they listen. They react. They may not be dancing, but a good way to get a gauge is is killing the volume and, and you know seeing if they're rapping to the most obvious lines. Okay, yeah. I got them. We're good. Right. They're they're not dancing, but we're on the same page. Exactly. Because sometimes you'll get thrown off as a DJ when they're not dancing. Like, Am I doing a good enough job? Am I doing playing the right songs? Kill the volume. Head. What's my favorite word? Bam. Okay, we're good. Everyone's on the same page. So going like if if you're in a small city or wherever you are, go to your like go to your hip hop clubs. No matter how. A-list it is or no matter how grimy it is mm-hmm. listen to those guys even if they suck even if they're saying too much I promise you you'll get something from them yeah. you'll, you'll grab a piece of what they're doing and I realized being in LA this is what it takes moving forward doing whether I'm doing EDM friendly spots or all the above or just pure hip hop I know I gotta get on the mic like it's a must it will separate me from other DJs, other situations. I I strongly feel I did a club and the owner was standing right behind me in the booth. And I strongly, strongly feel because of the way I was working the mic along with the songs, I felt like that made an impression and got me more bookings. Yeah. Like we'll never know, but if I can put my bottom dollar on it, I would do that. Um, Another situation that came to mind was you saw Just Incredible do something and I'm not gonna say what he did because I don't want to give his chance oh, away. His, his his trick. Yeah. Yeah. We were in Vegas, and yeah. uh, he did something that I was like, "Damn!" Like, yeah, that's the dope. littlest thing. It could be the smallest things. Just- and it, and let's just say it it, it could have been it was a transition. He could have used a transition track, or he could have done what he did. I mean, he could have used he could have been playing any record. Any and honestly, record. like at the end of the day, what he did was literally just cut all music down mm-hmm. checked in with the crowd did a reset. And, and did a reset if yeah. you will and came in with a record that's hasn't even been played i mean or it's, it has it came out 10 years yeah. ago if that yeah and um yeah without giving away his tricks uh but it was something that made me like like click like oh shit like right that's a, a way to to get people to think i mean you honestly you could ask the crowd any fucking question you yep. ask them. like they are at your <laughs> platform exactly. you can speak to them about whatever now depending on how they react will tell you how good or bad or however the crowd is mm-hmm. you know um and that just makes the night more fun does it make it successful i think that really is gauged differently you know i think mm. the other the other things you got to think about is um, you know, the responsibility that you're sometimes given to just even cater to, uh, you know, we, we do live in a bottle service world yep. yeah. and bottle service tends to be, to move the needle at times, not the people on the dance floor. Like as much as we love to look at the dance floor and gauge them as our success, mm-hmm. the reality is the club wins, you win, yep. right? The more money the club makes, I think the DJ becomes more successful exactly. and, or desirable to want to have back. And, you know, if the dance floor is quote unquote whack because it's super hot, it's super packed. Yeah. Like you can't let that take away from look around, mm-hmm. look at the tables. Yep. Are they having a good time? Are more bottles coming out? Right. Like that's, that's part of the other factor, right? Yeah. When yeah. something comes out, you might know somebody at, at one of the tables or, or you see like a spender or 
you see, you know, an expensive bottle come out, you know, the natural, oh, I see big bottles. I see the 1942. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, whatever's at the bottom of the, the list, uh, you know, price-wise, or top of the list price-wise, like, you got to shout that out because it makes them feel like, damn, like, I'm getting the love. I got to do this again. Yeah, exactly. And and it also might make the other tables feel some type of way and be like, shit, yeah, I, I want that shout that. out. Yeah, I need exactly. to get that bottle, too. Exactly. Now, now, now they're spending more money and the promoters are going to be. I mean, I've seen people do um, even like connect with, um, you know, if somebody pops a bunch of Henny, mm-hmm. like people dropping stick talk. Yeah. Right. Took a shot of Henny. Yeah. yeah. So like. I've seen multiple DJs do stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't I don't I wouldn't even take it to personal if it's biting or if I gave that out, but like that's like a general uh just example awareness. of how to an awareness <laughs> and how to connect, right? Yeah. Like you like I see Hennessy, I'm out of go to Stick Talk or mm-hmm. you can bring up any song that yeah. has Hennessy in it. Exactly. Like, Which is a let, lot. Let me give them another gem. <laughs> let me give them another gem. Cardi B. You kill the music. Where my Cardi B fans at? All the girls go crazy. Drop any Cardi B song. Any like Cardi B. it's it's the easiest thing you can do for yourself for the club. Yeah, a lot of the shit's kind of obvious, but like yeah, sometimes but, you but, forget but, about it, right? You yeah. forget about it in the moment. You forget about it. You know, I've I've definitely hit that that wall. Like, oh shit, what 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 should I do here? You know, but try anything, man. Like honestly, that's that's kind of how I learned to get comfortable. I just yell random shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you what I can't. I don't remember anything I've yeah. yelled out that's been random, but. Just whatever it takes. And if you're giving off the vibe, if you're if you're giving off the vibe to the crowd like, I'm having a good time. Yeah. I'm fu- I'm I'm live. I'm feeling good about what I'm I doing. Was say I was fucked up. No. <laughs> if you give off the energy, like if you're you're you know, you're not sure if your crowd's really into it or not, if you give off the energy that you're having a good time exactly. and the party is where you're at. They're going to feel like they're missing out and they're going to see your energy. They're going to feel like, hey, hey, look at this dude. You know, he's really into it. Like when, when the crowd is a little bit more stale, mm-hmm. a little bit more flat than normal, that's when you really get into it. And it's a psychological thing. You you also psych yourself into getting into it more and being in your zone and not overthinking it. Yeah. You know, I brought up the example of using Cardi. Um, you know what else you can use is Drake. And you know Drake, yeah. you're gonna hear a lot of him now on Sirius XM because he has his own channel. Right, he's gonna have his own thing. So Which he is, just he just signed a 19 million dollar deal. Boy, is that what the number was? That's what the number is uh, with Sirius XM, who who's also collaboration with Pandora. And this is kind of um, big for the DJ City fam because yeah. shout out to Phenom. Uh, you know, another thing. I'm gonna stop saying. I'm gonna stop saying shout out. I'm gonna say big ups. Big up. Big up. Big up to Phenom. Um, yeah, because Phenom is a producer of the Globalization Channel, and he you know he put this in our in our thread that you're a part of that I'm a part of. Yeah, I, I do um, Sunday nights, six p.m. Pacific so Standard Time. Big for you too. Well, yeah, good, good, good attention all around. Um, Astron with I do my set with Astro on the air. Shout out to her. Big ups to her. Big up. And uh, so so this is big for um, Sirius, and then it kind of makes you think like, damn, what's going to happen with OVO Radio on Apple? You know, isn't it moving? Is it no? Like, they, they're, they're I, we're assuming. My, my understanding was nothing else has yeah, been announced okay. other than other Drake than just signed Andre, this deal. Yeah. I got it, and okay. kind of puts things in perspective, like where Sirius stands next to Spotify and Apple and all these other. Well, it's uh, another taking it serious platform. They're definitely serious about it, and right. uh, they're not letting anything else out of Pandora's box. Jesus Christ! Wow. So, 
so that's all we know now you know we i phenom sent me the quarter or sent the the thread the quarterly numbers of series and yeah. they're doing well yeah they their quarter two they went up obviously before the whole drake news um got leaked out so um be curious to see what happens next with that because serious they also have the diplo show right mm-hmm. and you know again big ups to phenom because i think he um was one of the first to do something like this with Pitbull's globalization. To right. my knowledge, Pit, Diplo saw it and loved it. Wanted to do something like that. Is Diplo's um, channel um, DJ based? Like, is it? Like I don't know if it's twenty four seven. Like, but they yeah, have they have, some shows. Like that, and yeah, I know they have shows. Yeah, they have shows that's yeah. more like on a DJ aspect. Yeah, yeah. Our boys fade. Uh, yeah, yeah, Live yeah. and Eric Deluxe have their own show on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I mean, yeah, it's it's. It's dope to see the evolution. I yeah. mean, I'm you could argue I'm... Shade Four or Five was kind of like the first, like artist base, but they were they weren't always about like having DJ mix shows. No, no, and, no, no, and no. so Just specific hours, traffic yeah. hours, yeah, yeah. And so even with globalization, right? That when Phenom, um, even when I I was a part of it, like there it was really mix show based, and there was not a lot of like hosting or speaking right. or speakers. Mm-hmm. And then now they do. You know, you now got your do. show with Crisco Astra and then Crisco Kids on yeah. there, and they do even do a couple shows live. And then seeing the evolution of it, you know, it's yeah. really dope. And, yeah, nice. Um, Sirius XM is like a is like a gem, man. Like it's yeah. it's really a gem if you if you want to you know splurge on the subscription. I yeah. think it, it, I it's it. definitely worth it. Yeah. You know, even on the, the, the streaming level, it makes it a little easier for some people who just like to keep everything on their phone. Um, I, I think I had the subscription on the car, too, and I was just like, I couldn't figure out how to connect that shit forever. <laughs> I, just, I just had the streaming service yeah. on my phone. But it's definitely somewhere to check out. I can't wait to see what Yeah, what I'm curious to see with. how Drake is going to uh, yeah, decide I feel to like, it. I feel like everything Drake does, you really have to keep a close eye on because he's not dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's making big Jewish. moves. This is a, a crazy uh, big move. 19 million on the table. It's crazy. How much was his win deal? Was it 10? It was like... I don't know the actual... Well, I don't know what the, I think what it was like a was. million a set. Those four sets. I th- yeah, I think it was like mm. eight shows, 10 million or... I don't know. Two years. Each or for, it's for like a little no, over a million. For the, for the year. For oh, okay. the year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher that. You, so I don't... You wanna we can look maybe, it up. Maybe we could find it. Yeah. And then Freaks. while you open his phone, yeah. we'll talk about... Lil Nas X, X. boy, he, the, the man, he, the boy is killing. The boy is killing. Broke, I'm listen. Broke I'm a record. It's funny because he tweeted, and I don't know if you guys see saw this tweet. He was like, "It's crazy because a year ago, yeah. I was, I was broke, sleeping on my sister's floor, and now I'm gay." Yeah. And so I was like, I was, you know, I was just having a conversation with uh, with my boy Andre Cox, and I was like, "Yo, you think when he announced that, you know, when, when." he quote-unquote came out that he was gay. Was it more just to kind of clear the air because there was rumors going around that he was gay and he was just like, yeah, I am gay. Like, Or was it, I'm going to do this because it's probably going to bring more attention to me. It's probably going to bring more attention to my single. It, basically doing it as a publicity stunt. Look, man, look, everything in this business is, is done strate- strategically. All right? I, there were no rumors on a high surface level that he was gay. I didn't see any rumors. Okay, so so you, you let's talk about the evolution of this song. He puts it out. It, yep. It's like number twenty or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know it's doing okay. I mean it's doing it's really good, but right. And then he gets kicked off the country, the country charge, charts, which was the best thing that happened to him. 
Now Billy Ray Cyrus steps in, instant number one. Right. Okay, and and it sh- it, it should have only had a certain amount of weeks and then dropped. Right. But then, oh by the way, I'm gay. Right. All right. And then that <laughs> takes it to another level, like right. Like the evolution, like he knows, like they that team, they know what they they're doing. Well, you ain't gotta remember. And then his- the music video comes out in between that, which yeah. obviously always helps. Right, that helps. Well, and, and keep in mind, well, and there's ex- how many remixes of the song now? Like, I there's three. Know. There's a couple, right? And then, so the other thing is, I mean, his occupation before all this was was some sort of social media marketing. Yeah. So like, he understands the algorithm. He understands what needs to happen. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. even you know, his way of leaking part of his ep yeah. and like the the visuals he did because having visuals and no visuals is a crazy help as it is already yeah. and it helps your youtube views and and the different yeah. things that the different ways you can monetize your catalog right and um i mean it's crazy and when you really break it all down right he's under 21 mm-hmm. he's a person of color mm-hmm. he's gay Mm-hmm. He's a country rapper. <laughs> like he covers all bases. All bases. And he's likable. Right. And the kid's hilarious. Everybody likes him. I mean, whether he's being serious That's or not. Yeah, like he's, he's hilarious. Been known to be like an ultimate troll, like on social media, you know yeah. what I mean? And to, to get that. What what how can we consider him a country artist? What you well, know what I'm saying? Like, well, and and what he 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 didn't register his album under what did he register his album under? It was uh, like contemporary, like or something? contemporary or alternative or something yeah. like that. So it's fucking smart because now you're not competing against this angle or that, that angle. angle. Yeah. You're in your own lane and you're just yeah. gonna kill it. Mm. He's yeah. smart, man. Like I said, they, like you guys said, like his his marketing strategy was was stupid. Did, have you guys heard his mixtape Nazarati? That came out before all this. No, because no. my not my, the EP that he just released, right? No, 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 no. no, no, no okay. So there was one in 2018. It's I think on it might be on SoundCloud, probably maybe not. Don't quote me on that, but it is on Datpiff. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because I looked into when I looked into Lil Nas X, like everybody else, right? Was off Old Town Road, and you're just like, okay, it's that just that one song. Yeah, you're telling me this kid bursted out of nowhere. With that one record, and that obviously this is just me not thinking to look the rest of the internet, which yeah, is stupid. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, of course, recently he was hit with the twenty-five million dollar lawsuit mm-hmm. by uh, I forgot the name of the, the group, yeah. but like the music group, or whatever, uh, in favor of or representing Bobby Caldwell, yeah, for yeah, a record he put on that, that he sampled on that mix it. Which, first of all, I think is complete bullshit. Oh like, no, he he. They're just they're coming out the woodworks now. Get yeah. ready. I mean, Lawyer they should, up. Yeah, exactly. they're coming out the woodworks, exactly. and you got I mean, money. Look, by all means, problems. by all means, sue him for the money he made off that mixtape because it didn't make nothing. Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Go ahead and go for that. But twenty five million and like fifteen mil is what they're claiming in damages. Like, bruh. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the music business. Because look, I, I'll tell us. I'll, I'll say some of this. I don't know how much I can speak on this because it was. Uh, I guess it's private information, but whatever. I, at Mag Park, we got sued, mm-hmm. okay, for an ADA compliant situation. Mm-hmm. They wanted fifty thousand dollars, right? We're a small business, like sure we do well, but I'm not just gonna fork out fifty G's because unfortunately there was a situation that didn't comply with the laws for someone in a wheelchair, right? Something was off. Then 
we hit them back like, look, we're a small business. Like, there's no way we're we're giving you fifty thousand yeah. dollars because of this um, experience you had. Let's find a number that's suitable. So you know, like typical, like fortunately, I had somebody in, in my corner, a business partner who was able to guide me through because he's been sued a lot. And, and so <laughs> I got experience in this that baby. experience, he's like, oh, that's that, and that experience, you know, yeah, fifty G's is not a lot to to some people, but. You know, in that experience, he's like, "Look, this is how this is how we're gonna maneuver through it." Mm-hmm. So we offered him like a thousand <laughs> from the fifty, Jesus. and he's just like, "Let's just go away, right?" And at some point, we actually had to like lawyer up, so we call up our lawyers mm-hmm. and we're figuring everything out. And for those that you know haven't had a lawyer represent them, and I say this because I haven't had many or any situation where I've had to bring in like my lawyers other than paperwork, yeah, right, and which is I'm super grateful for, right? But yo. Lawyer fees add up so fast. Oh, yeah. Dear God. Yes. So at some point there was an offer on the table for eight grand or or nine grand. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, go roll somewhere else. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, no disrespect. But like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Maybe bad choice of words. <laughs> right. But the point was I could have I could have paid them off eight grand or whatever to yeah. nine grand for it to just be done with mm. until we were in 10 grand in lawyer fees were we finally able to settle on a number so like people just go literally from place to place trying to find a problem and hey. make money off of you because we know- were a victim of it yeah and so all i'm saying is you know sometimes you got to really like put into perspective the energy and time and the money that goes into other you know facts of life exactly. like a lawyer that sometimes you gotta just take the first opportunity you see to come out <laughs> on top hey man Rick Ross suck. Rick Ross LMFAO man. right look it up right right <laughs> yeah anyhow yeah but uh yeah so um back to Drake's situation um over the course of multiple years a million a show ten the minimum ten shows so minimum ten, shows, show, minimum ten shows but a million a show she doesn't say how many years just multiple years yeah so six in the back Episode six. Los vemos. Adios. Yeah. yeah. Big up. Big up. Yes. Man. Bum, 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 bum.